My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here. We have a super exciting guest coming on today. The guest I'm bringing on, Wendy Sterling. She is a divorce coach, life transition specialist, a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of the Divorce Rehab. She also has a podcast. She's the host of the Divorce Woman's Guide show. So Wendy, it's absolutely such a pleasure to have you on today. How's it going? And, and thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, of course. Thanks for inviting me on. And it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to have some great takeaways as we go over some wins and what's working. Uh, We'll also talk about some of the struggles, you know, having a business and um, also running a podcast. You know, we'll talk about some of the relatable uh, uh, challenges that you probably have faced along the way. But before we really get into that, do you mind going ahead and just, you know, sharing a little bit about your journey? Because I believe you have a really strong, powerful story. So uh, if, if we can get the listeners to kind of get to know you and see how far um, you've come. I think that would be very relatable and, and, and lots of value behind it. So. Yeah, of course. I love sharing my story. So my story starts with this, which is that I believe that divorce can be the most empowering experience that we go through to find our true identity and voice to design the life we choose instead of feeling stuck with the one our exes left us with. And that is 100% what my story was, which was that about six years ago, uh, I was living the Facebook facade life that everyone thought was perfect. And lo and behold, my ex-husband and I were driving home, well, my now ex-husband and I were driving home uh, late one night from a couple's night out. And a female colleague called not just once, but five times. And it was in that moment that I realized that the life that I had been leading was indeed crumbling around me. And unfortunately, the next day, my worst fears came true. And I discovered that he had been having an affair. And it was in that moment that I realized I had been living life for other people that I had really stopped taking charge of decisions and choices and even my own thought process. And I start, I had ignored a lot of signs that now, you know, hindsight's 2020, that you can see looking back that I had completely missed. And so really what my divorce did for me was it was a wake up call for me to start choosing to live the life I wanted instead of living the life that he saw me fitting into. And so I embarked on a journey. I worked in corporate for over 20 years, managing uh, an ad sales team, bringing multiple millions of dollars in for a company and decided that it was time for me to do things for myself. And it was time for me to really start showing up at home the way I was showing up in at work, which was really, you know, having a strong voice and in my power. And so along with my divorce, I really, you know, I dove head first into self-discovery 
And as a result, I learned all about the world of life coaching. I learned about the world of energy healing and through all of the studying that I did and the coaches that I hired, I realized how much faster the healing process could be when you have the right sort of methodology and formula together to really accelerate the healing process as you're navigating your divorce. And so I decided to not only leave my six figure paycheck in corporate America, I decided to become an entrepreneur and launch my business. And it was really within a you know, a very short period of time that I was able to put my entire business model together and to just take it out and see what was going to happen with it. I gave myself two years to replace that paycheck. And I'm happy to say that, you know, that's really how the divorce rehab came to be. It's my five-step proprietary program that essentially walks women down the path that none of us anticipate when we walk down that aisle and say, I do. So I walk them from I do to I'm done. And I do so where they really move out of the pain of resentment and anger, and they start a life for themselves that feels free, peaceful, and joyful. And so uh, I'm happy to say that in the two years that I gave myself, I was not only able to replace my paycheck, but I actually was able to uh, increase that and and I hit six figures in actually under two years and so you know with that my podcast was was a big crucial piece to that because it really gave me a platform to share my story because as we all know our stories are what make us relatable it's what resonates with people because it allows them to see that anything is possible for them too. There's nothing about me or anything that I did that makes me different from anyone else other than the fact that I believed in myself and I wouldn't listen to all the no's. I didn't let the the failures along the way get me down. I actually used all of that as fuel to just keep fighting and to keep designing and creating the life that I wanted for myself. Absolutely amazing. I want to say, Wendy, like, congratulations on in under 10 years, you know, reaching that six figure and completely rebuilding yourself uh, throughout your journey. It's just incredible. And I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, not letting the no's and like all this noise get to you and the failures, because there's always going to be those failures. It's the most successful people are the ones that fail the most, right? Because you just keep yes. learning and learning and learning. So exactly. thank you so much for sharing that because it's such, it's such valuable insight that um, my, my listeners uh, definitely need to take in. So uh, I think everybody needs to take that in. Right. So thanks yeah. so much. Now yeah. you mentioned that the podcast, you know, was a big part of hitting that six figures right now. Yes. How did the podcast tie into that? <laughs> so my podcast launched in April of 2020, which was right when COVID started. And it was interesting because all I wanted, all I wanted was to be on a podcast, let alone to start my own podcast. And uh, really right before COVID hit, I had started taking some training on, you know, how to speak from stage and how to, you know, what to say, how to say it, how to embody, you know, what your body is, is telling the story versus what's coming out of your mouth. And 
it was like all of a sudden COVID hit and it was stages went bye-bye. And so I remember I was talking to my coach and she was like, okay, it's time for the podcast. Cause that's now going to be your stage. That's how you're going to, that's how you're going to get yourself out there. And so I was excited and I was terrified all at the same time. Um, I, I knew I had already known what I wanted my podcast to be all about. Um, and you know, for me, the, the way that I, the way that I show up as a coach and the way that I show up in the divorce recovery community is really around uh, I'm all about tough love and accountability, and I'm also going to be your biggest cheerleader. But what I also know is that there are conversations. Sorry, my dog is no worries. There's other dogs the one... in the hood. <laughs> no worries. This is the one day I don't have my little puppy here with me. So uh, the one day no one hears barking is today for me. No. <laughs> don't worry I'm about like, it. Of course, the mailman shows up and he's going crazy now. Um, no but so I apologize. Um, but nonetheless, okay. so um, so I I wanted to really use my podcast as a platform for me to really uh, talk about the things that I know women are thinking but not saying out loud because that's what I wish. That's what I wish I had when I was going through my divorce. You know, we we curl up in a ball full of shame and embarrassment, and I wanted to just lift the veil and really be that voice for everyone to just be the example of what it is that they get to stand loud and proud over. And, and ultimately, it ladders back up to my mission, which is all around changing the conversation, changing the stigma around divorce from shame to empowerment. And so I really used my podcast as my stage to be able to reach as many people as possible. And what I found was that I, you know, I, I'm fortunate in that with my background, I love a microphone. I, I can have conversations with anybody and everybody. I love interviewing people because I'm, I'm very curious about a lot of things. I always say like, if I could go back and be a student full-time and get paid, that's what I would choose to do with my life. Um, but as we know, that's not, that's not possible. So I do that kind of in, you know, as my side hustle is like, you know, really loving to learn about things, but getting back to my podcast, what I really allowed it to be was that platform, not only for me to really um, expand upon the mission that I wanted to create, it was to really impact and change lives and to also network with some really amazing people. You know, I'm a coach, I'm not a financial planner, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a therapist, I'm not you know, I'm not a, 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 a dating coach per se. So I also saw it as an opportunity to really expand my audience and to expand the reach that I was able to provide to my audience on a range of topics that I'm gonna just bring in the experts who can tell people about this. And I'm gonna bring in the perspective of what I remember going through and what I remember thinking. So my podcast really let me sort of be the lens of a divorcee and asking these experts who were coming in the questions that I wish I had the answers to ahead of time. You know, my whole thing is that I, I've done the work, like I've spent the money, I've done the work, I've done things a lot harder than they need to be. So I'm all about giving to give, I'm all about paying it forward. And honestly, I, I want to change lives. 
And what I have seen that do for me is really allow me the opportunity to show my relatability and to really, uh, my podcast is a really big platform for me to bring new clients in the door. Um, a lot of times I hear that they've been listening to me for quite some time and that's when they're ready to pull the trigger. Uh, there's a lot of shame and embarrassment in divorce. And so the the cycle of conversion is a little bit different but nonetheless i hear you know my clients all the time i you know one of the things i always ask is how did you hear about me and i would say probably 80 percent of the time it's from my podcast wow incredible so the podcast almost works as um, a client magnet kind of thing for your business yeah. amazing yeah. And also being on other people's. So right. one of the, right. So it's kind of, you know, it's not only inviting people onto mine, but also pitching myself to be on other relevant podcasts where I know my target audience is. So right. really thinking about what is the lens that I can bring to the table that's different than what maybe other guests have come in or talked about, or perhaps what their area of expertise is, I can help them either, you know, broaden their reach, or I help them to expand upon topics that they may not necessarily be experts on themselves. Right, right. And with the podcast and the people you're, you're interviewing experts, so how do you go about finding these experts? Um, tell me a little bit about that process for you. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say, I think it was a little different two years ago than it was, it is for me today. And I think that's just an evolution of how my brand has, you know, elevated and, and right. shifted. Um, a lot of it was, you know, listening to other divorce podcasts, um, inviting other podcast hosts to come onto my podcast. Um, social media was a huge, huge piece for me to just learn, like who else is out there? Who would be interesting? Like who's catching my eye? Because if they're catching my eye, they're going to catch my audience's eye. Right. Or yeah. who are my colleagues? I don't, I don't believe I have competition, so I don't call them competitors, but like, who are my colleagues following or who are they guesting on podcasts and just observing? But it's not for me, it wasn't about like getting on everything and anything. It was okay, I need to make sure that this is still in alignment with my brand and my voice, that it's even going to make sense for me. Because as you know, and as anyone knows who has either been on a podcast or has one, it's a it's a time investment, right? You're investing time in doing the interview and you want to make sure that it's valuable. So yeah you know, part of my client base, right? Like I attract an affluent female uh, uh, executive. So I know who my target audience is. So it's also a matter of identifying like based on who you know your target is, well, what else are they listening to? Because yeah, I'm a divorce coach, but I don't just coach them through the divorce itself. I coach them around every area of their life that is impacted by their divorce. Right. So it's really looking at things from a bird's eye view, even though you should niche down into you who you know what your podcast is about. But it's really about kind of expanding your mind around your target audience and what are the different types of shows that they enjoy listening to. I like it. 
absolutely agree with you in the fact of narrowing it down who your targeted guests are and I mean the audience as well and getting really crystal clear on the people you want to work with because I think that is so important when it comes to your business your time's valuable so is mine so is everyone else's right so if you are having people on the interview that are not going to add value or not going to grow your business, then it's pointless, right? So I love the fact that you know and you're crystal clear on who it is you're bringing on that podcast and and what you're looking for to add um, to the interview, right? So um, mm-hmm. very important, I think, for all people with po- all business owners of yeah. podcast, get crystal clear on who it is you want to target. And no is okay to say. Right. Yeah. It's it's no doesn't mean never. It just means not now. It's not an alignment. And and even when I hear no, I don't take it personally. Right. right. Nor do I nor is it a personal choice if I say no to other people. So, you know, I think that that's also a lesson and a learning of like, OK, well, clearly there's either not alignment or whatever it is like it's a learning experience for you, too. And perhaps it's even a matter of like, well, Maybe you need to get more clear on who your audience is if you're questioning why you weren't invited on or you know why this person said no to you. Who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. And don't no doesn't mean no forever. And also like with us, we we decline 80% of the people who apply to come on as a guest. And it's not because we just don't have all the time in the world. And we want to make sure, like you said earlier, that the people coming on are going to add value and and align with your visions and stuff for the people that are listening. So it's so important. And um, it's just the way it has to go, right? Like it's the only way to really grow your business and add that value. So. Yep. 100%. Right. Um, Wendy, with with your business uh, and the podcast, I guess, what is your biggest focus and desire as of right now? So right now, my biggest focus is really around, because I've been doing this for five years now. I've got right. a, a ton of content available and that I've been doing. I mean, for me right now, it's really about focusing on what is feeling most resonant for me in my journey so my whole business has been built i you know i kind of joke and say that my ex-husband is literally like what keeps my business going because every new experience i have with him it creates a new avenue in my in my business for me right so for me that's really kind of what my focus is right now is as i'm living my divorced life it's really about how do I continue to show other women how to up level and upgrade their divorced life. And so a lot of that also has to do with the different life transitions that they are going through, divorce being one of them, but your kids are getting older, if dating's coming in, if there are step parents coming in, you know, new kids, new siblings coming into the mix. So for me, my focus lately has really been around how it is that you get to upgrade your divorce life. And a a bigger part of that for me too is aligned with my intuition and my energy and how that is also elevating and shifting me. Um, You know, I'm highly spiritual. It is a very big part of my business. It's 
becoming a very big part of my podcast and how it is that I communicate with my audience to just start paying attention to energy, right? That's also another read that I give on my guests is do our energies align? Because if there's a desperation, if there is a darkness or a heaviness, I say no, because it just, you've got to match my energy. And so for me, it's really about that type of an alignment with where my content is headed, but it's led by my energy and my spirituality. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Now, with that focus and desire, you know, and I love where you're going with it, but I guess my next question would be actually challenges, you know, what have been the biggest challenges that have, you know, came, came from the podcast and affected your business or that you struggled with along the last couple of years? I mean, everything. I, I wouldn't be right. where I am today if I didn't struggle and if I didn't have challenges, you know, there, I had a tried and true system that just monetized and, you know, with COVID, I had to pivot, right? That's where my podcast came in and I had to pivot the way that I did things. Now that we're out of COVID and given the way of the world, like I've had to also start pivoting. I've had some launches that have been bombs and I don't look at it as like, oh, that sucked. Like you suck, Wendy. It's been like, okay, interesting. That doesn't work anymore. So I get to get really clear on how it is that I'm shifting and pivoting. Um, You know, a lot of what, when I feel challenged, I realize that there is like a new level for me to up to upgrade to right so for me it's it's a learning it's a lesson around you know stop playing it safe it's time to do something different it's time to you know go back to the drawing board and to brainstorm and to try to come up with new things I think that as an entrepreneur I mean you know, the statistic is, I, th- I want to say, I think it's like 6% of entrepreneurs make six figures and above and 2% make seven and above, right? And so if you want to get into that 6% club, which, you know, hasn't been easy. I mean, it's definitely been, uh, it, it has been work, but what I'm starting to understand anytime a challenge comes up is there's something disconnected within me that needs reconnecting. And so how is it that I am going to overcome this challenge? I just learned what not to do. So what do I get to do differently? Um, And so I would encourage people to just see their challenges as ways not to do something. You know, what I always say is that whenever I see a detour in the road, I, or excuse me, whenever I see an obstacle in the road, I actually refer to them as detours because what that means is that the direction you thought you were headed is not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to pivot and go somewhere else. And that's where, you know, spirit and energy and the universe comes into play where it's like, okay, I clearly, I am not paying attention to what signs are coming my way and it's time to recalibrate and, and shift focus. And it's, it's not about staying in the stickiness of the failure. It's about, getting out of that and just learning what you did wrong and not doing, not duplicating that next time. Right. Just growing from the experience at failing forward, not even, not that all the challenges make you fail, but um, they help you grow and help you learn. So 
I like exactly. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now talking about monetizing, how do you go about monetizing your, your business and your podcast? Well, I, you know, I, I charge, I have one-on-one coaching. Yeah. I do group coaching workshops. Yeah. I lead retreats. Um, so for me, it's really about charging my value and charging my worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I'm, I know I'm worth every penny that, that I charge. Um, my podcast is a way in which, you know, just knowing kind of the clientele that I reach, I put myself on the platforms that I know that they're consuming. And so it's never a matter of questioning my value or whether they can afford me. Um, It's really a matter of standing in my power of what I know of, of the transformation that I know that I can provide. And so everything I do I look at through an ROI lens. You have to. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't keep doing my podcast if it wasn't a massive lead magnet for me. I mean, that would have stopped a long time ago because you know it. It, it takes time. It's an investment to to have a podcast. Um, and if it wasn't working for me, I wouldn't be doing it. And so, what I would recommend for people is to really get get clear. You you need to know your numbers. If you don't know what your numbers are or what your ROI is on your business or how it is that your clients are coming in, then that's step number one. No wonder you're not monetizing because yeah. you, know, you want to have a low cost, right? Low cost per lead. And my podcast is probably my most efficient revenue driver for my business. Amazing. Now, so obviously with using your podcast, you're able to book sales calls and make close those yes. deals, right? Incredible, incredible. I love that. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, if you're not making offers, if you're not, you know, telling people how else they can find you, if you're not capturing their information, then what's the point? (laughs) You know, what's the point of having one? Yeah. And I feel like we make things so much harder than it needs to be because it's not, it shouldn't be this hard. It's not this hard. It's just you got to be smart about it. A hundred percent. And I agree with every, everything you've said. You know, I find a lot of people who have podcasts, a lot of entrepreneurs, and they're like, oh, well, you know, sometimes I'm attracting people to the podcast. I like it. And then they want to hear about the program I have or my product or service that I'm offering. But none of them, none of them can afford it. So then that's when you have to get really crystal clear on who are you tar- targeting? You know, what is your offer? You don't want to lower your offer. If anything, uh, high and increase your offer because the right people, if you're targeting the right market, they're going to see the value in your offer. And I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, finding those quality leads and, and bringing them in. And that's, that's a big thing. Like it's huge. And so get crystal clear on who it is, you know, who are you looking to target? Figure it out, right? You don't want to decrease your offer. You know what it's worth. If anything, you you want to increase, you know? Exactly. And think mm-hmm. about the energy that you're putting out there. If that's what you're attracting, well, guess what you're putting out there? Yeah. You, yeah. you attract what you, what you put out and, you know, you create what you think. So clearly there's, I always say like, and I tell my clients this, like you're putting out what exactly what it is that you're getting back in your life. So right. if you have it, I can't afford is a lack mindset. Well, 
maybe that's a check-in for you. It's kind of like a reflection back of like, oh wait, maybe I am attracting lack because that's kind of the undertone of what it is that I'm saying. And, you know, I do a lot of check-ins with myself energetically to make sure that I am in that, you know, continuous abundance, high level uh, mindset, because otherwise, that's what happens. You get the people that yep. are like, oh, that's too expensive. I can't afford that. Oh, wow, you're really pricey. Yeah, I'm worth every damn penny. And yeah. if you don't see the value, see ya. <laughs> I'm like, right. I'm out. I'm not wasting I, you have my time. The, <laughs> you have the correct mindset with that. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to waste your, and that's a big thing about like, you know, really filtering out those quality people who are coming on your podcast or who are, uh, you know, interested in the program, you know, so super huge for anyone listening, make sure you're crystal clear on who it is you want to, uh, you want to attract to your, your business and to your podcast, because it's huge. Yep. hundred percent. Well, Wendy, I know we're getting to the end of the episode and this has been absolutely amazing. I want to thank you so much for sharing everything that you did so much value that you added to this interview today. And I think what you're doing is amazing. So if anyone listening is, is interested in reaching out to and connecting, what would be the best way? Yeah. You know, honestly, I would encourage you guys to go to my website, wendysterling.net. Um, you can join my email list. I also have a really fun quiz on there that you should take. Um, I'm also on social media. My handle is at divorce rehab with Wendy. You can also Find me on my podcast, the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, and I'm also on. Um, I already said I'm on social media, but you know, Facebook, Instagram, everyone's on the TikTok now too. God forbid, I have a YouTube channel, all that fun stuff. So yeah, and I love hearing from people. It's me that responds. It's not an Autobot or anything like that. I love getting to know my listeners and my my audience, um, and so I would love to hear from anybody if you have any questions. Amazing. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure having you on today, Wendy. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're six figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like Wendy did today for an interview, please go to top100interviews.com, fill out an application. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks everybody. Thanks so much, Wendy. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.